This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon. The unique blend of hunting, conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle delivered in an entertaining, informative fashion that only a veteran outdoorsman can do. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC, Conservation, Education, and Hunter Advocacy. Hornady, Accurate, Deadly, Dependable. Trigicon, Brilliant Aiming Solutions. Taurus, Makers of the Raging Hunter Handgun. Burnham Brothers Game Calls, Double Nickel Taxidermy. Now here's your host, Larry Wysoon. Welcome to another episode of DSC Campfires. We're very fortunate today. In a little while, we're going to visit with Mr. Ryan Fienhold, who is the Director of Development at both DSC and the DSC Foundation. But before we get started talking with Brian, particularly this time about hunting, let's get a few words from uh, our friends at Hayden Outdoors, the brand that sells land. So, Hit it out. Let's see what you got to talk to us about today. What are you doing this winter to improve your habitat? One of my favorite things to do during the dormant season is to disturb the soil with a disc. Going into those early successional vegetation fields or even non-productive areas that we want to make productive by disking them up and disturbing the soil and turning up the seed bank. Come spring, we encourage more growth of forbs. By increasing the amount of forbs that grow on a piece of property, we're advancing the deer habitat on that property. I'm Brandon Houston with H3 Whitetail Solutions. Thank you so very much. If you're interested in buying land, selling land, or just interested in, in anything having to do with the land, please get in touch with our friends over at Hayden Outdoors, and you can do so by going to Hayden, H-A-Y-D-E-N, outdoors.com. Well, now back to the campfire, and we've got Mr. Brian Feenhole with us, who I mentioned earlier is wears two hats. <laughs> I do, I do. 
<laughs> and Bruce, again, I want to tell you how very proud and honored we are that you're here at uh, at DSC and DSC Foundation, and, and really appreciate all the work that you've done over the years, like at the Mule Deer Foundation, where so many of us, like you and I both, are life members and try to support those. And they, and they're also such great partners as far as. DSC and DSCF are concerned as well, too. So welcome back to the campfire. Let's talk hunting. We're not that far away from where you're going to leave these offices, probably wear a different hat while you're doing that as well, too, or part of the time, I should say. That's right, Larry. Well, thanks again for having me, and it's always a pleasure to spend some time with you around the campfire and, and anywhere else that our travels take us. So, But it's great to be here, and, and thanks again for your time and for what you do for DSC and you're the DSC Foundation. But, yeah, I'm, I'm heading to Spain here soon. And oh, my gracious. I, I've been to Spain before just on you know non-hunting travel, but this is my first hunt in Spain, so I'm pretty excited. I know you've been. I have been, and it seemed like every hunt that you're going on here, I am jealous of you going. Uh, almost envious, and I try to stay away from that envy side of thing, but I will certainly admit to being jealous. Spain, absolutely fantastic destination. Where and what? So, well, first, I'm just trying to keep up or to catch, <laughs> catch up with you. You know, I I, uh, I appreciate watching all the journeys you've been on over the years, but uh, I'm heading in, I'm flying into Madrid and I'll be hunting near Madrid. Uh, I think in a couple of different locations cause I'll be, I'll be after, uh, uh, the primary, uh, hunt will be for Grados Ibex. And I think you've, have you done that? No, Grados is on my list. Okay. Of, uh, we're trying to get over there the, sometime this next year. I've, I've hunted the, the Southeastern and the, uh, oh, the, the one of the, the Bassetti. Yes. And, uh, absolutely fantastic that, that those are so much fun those hunts are i hope i can if time permits and i and i think it will i might have the opportunity to uh to go after Bessette as well which would be a real a real treat and a kind of a bonus on this but in in between there will be something i know you've hunted the roe deer and uh and that's and i've never i've never hunted roe deer and i have a, a little bit of an understanding of the history of the roe deer you can probably tell us more with your background well, actually, the roe deer is endemic to all that area right there, and they're they're an absolutely beautiful little deer. Generally, have three points per side: the main beam, a, a brow tine, and then a secondary tine. And, and a, they'll weigh in the neighborhood of anywhere from forty to I think I've shot one that probably weighed sixty-five or maybe seventy pounds. They're absolutely a fabulous little animal to hunt. So, yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm anxious to get over there. It's I get I leave in just you know, month and a half or so, give or take. And, and I can't wait. The, uh, Corey actually, uh, I, I learned a bit from Corey Mason, our, our CEO oh, of yes. DSC and DSC foundation on, on this hunt. And, uh, in fact, I'm, I'm going to where, where Corey and his family hunted a couple of years ago, just pre, pre the craziness we've all endured the last uh, oh, couple yeah. of years, but he, he snuck over there before that and, and had a great trip with his wife and daughter and his father, I believe. So I can't wait. Spain is such a, in a way, a gentleman's uh, destination, if you will, because you get to stay in these absolutely fantastic old homes, old castles sometimes. And even if you're staying in a hotel in transit between areas, they're fabulous. They're, they're unbelievable. The scenery is Second to none, as far as I'm concerned. Well, if it's a gentleman's experience, I hope they still let me in. So. <laughs> no, I've got the, I know they will. <laughs> I am sneaking in a few days early to enjoy Madrid. You know, I like a, a good meal or two, and and so I'm coming in a couple of days early just to enjoy a little bit of 
of that culture too. I enjoy experiencing that. Oh heavens, yes. There there's certain parts of, of Spain where you can go into these old town or old parts of town that are just phenomenal when it comes to scenery and and history. And of course, going way back to I guess since man started walking on two feet kind of thing instead of four. You know, right. If he, if we believe in that sort of thing, but. Uh, all that country is so absolutely beautiful. You mentioned the road deer. I, to me, I've been fascinated by road deer all my life. And remember my mom reading to me about stories about right after World War II about some of our guys that stayed over in Germany hunting road deer. And, and from that, it just created this want to do. And first got to hunt them in, uh, in, in England, actually, just outside the old castle mm. wharf, which was one of the few legendary castles of, of uh of England that uh, was never conquered and they finally had a whole bunch of people come in they were concerned that they were going to be conquered so they just destroyed the city kind of thing yeah. and so much of that area is built from the stones that came from from the castle isn't port. that interesting but, but shot my first one there and then I've hunted them several other places and hunted in Spain and I'll tell my Spain story and I want to come back a little bit more on the Ibex but uh, I was there hunting hunting the Ibex and the road deer season did not open until April 1st while well, we were there in, in the middle part of early part of March. So I went home for two two weeks, made sure I had all the right rifle permits and everything taken care of and flew back and ended up hunting road deer. Uh, actually only got to hunt a day and a half, unfortunately, because of the weather and uh, flew back home. But I can't wait to go back. And to me, they're such an absolutely fantastic species. They have what four different subspecies, maybe five different subspecies there in Spain of, of the various ibex. Of the ibex, I believe there's four, and I'm not an expert, but I believe there's four. There's now, the there's there's another one that's not hunted. That's, oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. and I can't remember the name of it. Hopefully, one of these days that population will build up where they can be hunted. But uh, and the unique thing about it is, you know, we live in Texas. And we've got pretty much most of the different types of big game species here in Texas, but there are no Spanish ibex. I have not seen them here at all. So. No, they years ago Spain was very smart when they started seeing hunters wanting to come to hunt them. They say no live animal can be exported out of Spain. Okay. So there will be no Spanish ibex in the Texas hill country. <laughs> That's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, great. I guess Grados Bisete. Southeastern and Ronda are right. the ones yes. you can hunt. Exactly. And, and so exactly. Uh, I'll be maybe checking, I'll be, you know, I'll be maybe uh, experiencing a couple of those and on this trip and maybe that'll just give me a reason to go back. Maybe we'll, well go back. You know, you know, you always got to leave one something that you need to return for. So That's right. In this distance, I want to go back because I do want to go. I really want to go back and hunt road deer again as well. Yes. Too. Spain has some of the finest road deer in, in the world and this particularly in terms when it comes to hunting road deer, but the Ibex live in such absolutely fantastic country, a little bit more civilized there in terms of history okay. uh, as opposed to maybe hunting Ibex in, in uh, Mongolia or someplace. Sure. And that so much of that land was terraced many years ago with rocks. And sometimes you're hunting not very far from old human habitation that mm -hmm. was probably there since the 
900 or so. Yeah, history has a whole different time frame in that part of the world compared to what we're used to here, at least at least as far as the United States is concerned. Yeah, we think in terms of 200 years being old, you know, they go, uh, no, 2,000 might be might fairly be. old. That's right. That's right. It's, it's fun to experience that. That's all part of the adventure, too, right, is taking in some of that history and culture of a different land and a different people. It really is. What are you going to be using in terms of guns and all that when you're there? Well, I, you know, I, I like using my own just as much as the next guy, uh, just because of the logistics of this trip. I, I'm relying on the, uh, I'll, I'll get there in time to spend some time with my outfitter and use their equipment. I've, I've vetted that, know what they have, and, and so it should, be, it should be just fine. I'll plan, or spend plenty of time at the range with that and get comfortable with it. But that's just a necessity for this trip. But uh, I, like you, like to bring my own gear. I, I know it, and I've practiced with it and whatnot. But it'll be a little bit different this time, but, uh, but I, I trust we'll have good gear, and, and I'll get quite comfortable with it before the hunt starts no doubt you will on the first dirt that I, when i hunted the ibex i took a ruger number one and the oh, yeah. 57 there you go and uh, of course horny ammo and, and trigicon yep. scope but on the second one uh they i found out they did have horny ammo there and i yep. found a rifle that had had trigicon scope on it of all things oh that, there you go their outfitter had so uh, on the second one because of the closeness and making sure that they still have time to get all the proper paperwork done sure uh, yeah, Spain. I, I I can't wait for you to get back. Well, as soon as you get back, I want you to call me because I'll come up back to Dallas and I'm going to hear about the. We'll compare notes did. on that. Absolutely, I look forward. I'll bring some good pictures and uh, and we'll enjoy that together. Absolutely. Try some of their wines too. They're, okay. Their their wines are good. I will do their that. Seafood is out of this world. Well, if I have to, I guess. I'm oh gonna, yeah. You know, yeah, you're going to have to. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> what do you got coming up after that? I know that you've got a busy season. You were up at the uh, Great Lakes DSC chapter, yep. been trying to get a, a moose hunt. So I know that's on your list down the way. Yeah, it is on my list. And 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 speaking of the of our chapters, they're just having a wonderful. Wonderful spring season here, early 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 start to the year with their events, their banquets, their gatherings, and and we've just, as you know, we've just got enthusiastic DSC members across the country, across the globe, really, and and they have started off this uh, their chapter event season with a bang, really, and the the Great Lakes chapter that I was just I just attended their three day event, not just one not a one night, but three right. nights uh, up in Traverse City, Michigan, was. I've never experienced anything quite like that at, at a chapter or regional level. And, and they put on one heck of a show, uh, the exhibitors, the attendees. You know, we heard a, I heard a lot of the same comments there that I hear at our convention every year. You know, how well the exhibitors are treated, how much the attendees appreciate what's being put on in front of them, how their ability to interact with some, some very good and very reliable um, exhibitors and outfitters. And then just wonderful evening uh, of auctions and games and great family fun. And, and it was just really nice to interact with that group. And, and I commend them on a, a job incredibly well done. That's a really, truly great chapter up there in so many ways. Before they became DSC chapter, I had the opportunity to be a speaker up there uh, a couple of years prior to that. And what great people. Oh. Multiple the exhibitors and the committee. There, there's there's one family there. They had three generations there working at the event, and uh, and I and I know there's been the exhibitors. Multiple exhibitors have are on their second or third generation that are attending the event. They've been around for a long time, and uh, they've they've really become family for each other. They look forward to this weekend as much to just to catch up as anything else. But they 
at, you know, in conjunction with that, they do a lot of great work for conservation. They do, and they're, they're, they're really good about helping raise money for conservation as well, too. Those, those folks up there dig deeply for the right reasons, as far as I'm concerned. They do. Their auctions were very well supported, and, and they, you know, you, you pair good folks with good, with good outfitters, and you generally can do really good things for conservation, raise some of those much-needed funds for that. Well, unfortunately, conservation costs, and there's no better supporters than DSC members when you get right down to That them. is a fact, and it's never more evident than right there. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about our upcoming gala, which is June the 4th here in Dallas uh, at the Frontiers of Flight Museum, right next door to the, uh, the Love Field area. It, that is going to be here before we know it, and uh, and I was had the I had the pleasure of joining you last year Absolutely. at your table, I'm and, and to have you there. What a wonderful evening that was, and you know that was the inaugural event, and knocked it out of the park as far as as far as I'm concerned, and uh, you couldn't tell that you know some that first uh, that first the inaugural event's always the inaugural event, right? And yes, and you know, a lot of lessons learned, a lot of things that go well, some areas where that that can be improved, but I will tell you what, last year was incredible. And I don't think, you know, from an attendee standpoint, I don't think I saw a thing that was missed and, and great folks and great support and, and a wonderful evening. That being said, I think uh, the bar is going to get raised again this year. What do you think? <laughs> I really do, too. We, you know, we learned a lot, uh, and we've got such great supporters in terms of, of people who attend this event, but also within our group, our little group of Board of Directors amounts to seven different people, and of course, thankfully, now you're a, a part of us, And but from the development standpoint, and same, of course, Corey now is over both DSC and yes. DSC Foundation, which I absolutely applaud no end. But that little group that we have, just like with the DSC convention, it's put on pretty much by volunteers. I mean, they get right down to it. There are very few paid employees, and then... None of the money goes into anybody's individual pockets. That's right. Yeah, this is a you know as you know as you mentioned you know the volunteers of DSC the members are the engine that drives this whole thing. And uh, when when you know when when they get involved, you know it's going to be good. And that's it's as simple as that. This uh, the the donations, the hunts that we're that are going to be part of this, the experiences that'll be part of this, not just. Not just hunts and uh, special select firearms and experiences across the globe. Um, some incredible industry par partners are sponsoring with us this year for the event. It is. It's going to be an. It's a not to miss kind of event. Uh, I would. I would say must attend if at all possible. I would encourage everyone to look at that. Absolutely. In in the last week's uh, campfire session, I spoke with uh, with Corey Corey Mason and. One of the things we need to remind people that this is a limited edition seating, unfortunately. It is. It's a it is a unique venue, and I think a, and a very uh, just interesting venue, and and it works very well for this. But it is limited seating, and it's it's June fourth, which is sneaking up on us. And there's a lot of uh, tables and tickets that have already been sold and placed. Uh, but I would encourage anyone who's available to go if you want to experience something unique and 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 fun. And uh, and where there's really good work being done for DSC conservation, education, and advocacy, this is it. It truly is, and and I know that there's going to have been some information out about 
ban a table, buying a seat at one of the tables that's available as well, too. And if, if you have a center in you, go to B-I-G-G-A-M-E dot O-R-G or D-S-C-F dot O-R-G and get that information as well, too. But uh, you, let's talk a little bit about some of the donations. Uh, Miss Fiona Capstick is going to be honored this year, and she'll be there. And that kind of is our, our keynote speaker, and she's such an absolutely fantastic advocate of conservation, as was her husband. But that's part of it. But we've got some absolutely fantastic things going on, actually even starting before with the Historic Rifle Society. And those folks that are, attend that, uh, thanks to the graciousness of uh, Mr. Bill Jones and Safari Classic, who did, did Tim and Dave, who do our PR, our media, all those other great things, have been very instrumental in getting that going. But uh, that's a unique opportunity to, as well. Were you on the last one? Did you get? You were not. You I was. Go the last I, one, didn't, did I didn't go to the last one. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, greeting and being part of greeting all the attendees and being a part of this next one. And and you know, you talk about a a uh, one-of-a-kind historical oh gun gracious. collection. There, There's nothing that I'm aware of that even compares. And, uh, you know, you're talking about the opportunity to handle guns held by the likes of Hemingway and Corbett and Bell and Roosevelt and many others. How often do you get to do that in your life? Well, you don't, and Bill is so gracious in that. Guess what? Yeah. If you're part of that event, you get to shoot those rifles. We'll, <laughs> we'll be out at Chris uh, Sells' range south of Dallas, and you can actually shoot those individual rifles. We'll have the ammo there for you to do so. And then we're going to take it one step farther this year. I understand there is, uh, through Russell Stacy, who serves on both DSC at the SC He's everywhere. And he happens to also be the, I think he and his wife, Mary Edith, happen to be the program, or the chairman for the upcoming convention in 2023, among other things that they really do. But Russell, through his contacts, was able to set up, I think on the Record Book Ranch, the opportunity for somebody to go with Bill Jones, basically shoot the rifle, his choice of his collection. There'll be, there are some limitations there simply because there's not sufficient amount of ammo available for some of those guns anymore. But uh, within those limitations, we'll be able to use that particular gun to take an Asiatic buffalo, which is actually they're bigger than the Cape buffalo. Largest buffalo, I yes, believe. Sir. So that's a really cool, unique auction item. How about that for a unique experience that happened? One of the things I think we kind of pride ourselves on is that so many of the hunts and things we have are pretty much, they they may be available to the public, but not in the the manner of which we able to make it happen. Kind of. Yeah, many many are not. Many are truly. uh, This is uh, truly only going to be available at, at this event, and I think the participants and the supporters understand that, and they dig deep to find those unique experiences and this is this would be certainly at the top of my list on something to try to i mean who how you know it's one thing to be able to handle and and view and see those rifles it's a whole nother one to to be able to take that weapon on a hunt that maybe roosevelt used i got tickled i was at the one the first one that we had and and you would hand an individual a gun that he wanted to shoot, and he you know he just oh my god you just the eyes would glaze over you know Still very gun safety wise, sure. but I mean, all of a sudden they were trans, almost trans carried to this being this particular guy, and then they'd shoot, 
And then when you reached to grab the gun back from them, it was like their hands, they didn't want to let, <laughs> they go, didn't let go of that, did they? No, it, it's, a, it's an emotional probably time just to, when you think about the history and how that was used and who used it. Yes, maybe if, if only those guns could tell some stories, wouldn't that be fascinating? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Thank God for Bill Jones, who yes. not only assimilated this group of guns, but two, to let him do or have him do what he yeah. does in terms of letting people actually handle the guns and, yeah. and uh, uh, you know we can't tell Bill Jones thank you enough for he's, what he's done and, and particularly what he does for us yeah. now for DSC and DSC yeah, Foundation. We've talked a lot about the one-of-a-kind experiences that will be available at the gala. Um, he's a one-of-a-kind individual he, and he we truly do is. a great he, deal of thanks. He truly is. And we need to remind folks yes it is a live auction but or it also is a virtual auction. So if for some reason you can't be there to join in the festivities and have a great time, we will have all kinds of information out very soon, if, if it's not already out by the time you hear this, about how you can bid on some of these items too, if you cannot attend. But by all means, if there's any way possible to be there, please come join us. with us, by golly. It'll be, it'll be a great time, and I, I certainly look forward to it. And like I said, the inaugural was a was a wonderful success, and... And I, every indication is that the bar is going to be raised yet again this year in typical DSC and DSC Foundation style. And we have our we have our partners, our exhibitors, our fellow, you know, our outfitters across the globe, and our members and volunteers to thank for that. We do. It, it, it'll be an absolutely great event. And again, to learn more about it, if you haven't already found out about it through other means, you know, you can go to B-I-G-G-A-M-E dot O-R-G or our DSC Foundation website, which is DSCF.org. That's also a great source of information for a lot of other things. If you have any interest in, in as far as what money, where it goes, when it goes to you donate to DSCF, there's all kinds of little video type things that tell you a little bit more about what we do, how we do things, and and, and even why we do things. Yep, and I would encourage anyone, if you've ever got questions on what's going on in, in within DSC or the DSC Foundation, whether it's the gala or other other events and opportunities to get involved, just pick up the phone and call the office. Any one of us here on the team here at the at Dallas can at, at the offices here can be more than happy to spend some time with you, explain to you what we've got going on, ask for myself or Corey or anyone on the team can can share information. If they don't know it, they'll get it for you. One of the we're probably going to use a photograph of you to promote this particular podcast of you with an elk, and it looked like that was a stick and string kind of thing that she had with you. Tell it, me about that. It was. I uh, I picked up the I, I hunted with a bow and arrow uh, for about a year and a half when I was in college, and I had a little more time then, and uh, and so I was right towards the end when I was finishing up um, my undergraduate and. Just ran out of time and access and places to go, and so I, I wasn't able to continue with the bow and arrow bow hunting for, for many, many years. But I recently picked it up, actually about it's seven years ago now, time flies. But I, that picture is of, uh, from last fall in uh, the Missouri Breaks of Montana, and I've got uh, some dear friends of mine have a ranch there, and they have some land that they hunt elk on. And I was able to draw successfully draw a, a special unit tag. Uh, and uh, and get out there with my bow, and one thing led to another, and, and I was able to, really excited to take my first elk with a bow, and 
Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was a fun morning for for sure. How fantastic! And, and there, there's several reasons for bringing that up. Yeah. Is that you hunt with several things. I'm, I'm anxious to get you out somewhere this fall. If you're not already shooting a handgun fairly regularly, I want to get you out and uh, have you play around with some of my Taurus uh, Raging Hunters. This I would year. love to do that. Uh, but DSC, it doesn't make a bit of difference whether you hunt with a bow, whether you hunt with a rifle, shotgun, crossbow. We don't care. Right. Right. Well, I think, uh, you know, you've heard me say this, Larry, but whether you're a, a bow hunter, a rifle hunter, pistol hunter, a big game hunter, a bird hunter, a wh- whatever, whatever hunter, right? Yes. I, we all have the same last name. We're all hunters. Yes. And so let's uh, stick together and do good, do good things for hunting and conservation. And, and I think good things will happen. But yeah, I think we're all in this in this lifestyle and, and enjoy this and respect this heritage and want to make sure that folks can enjoy that for many, many future generations to come. Amen. I think that's probably as, as big a goal when you get right down to it. All the things we do for conservation, education, and advocacy all kind of tend toward that that horizon. They do. Thing. They do. And uh, and uh, it's uh, fun to be a part of that. And, oh, it is. And uh, the experiences we get along the way, that elk hunt was... I was able to uh, enjoy, you know, enjoy that with some very close friends and and uh, folks that I spend a lot of time hunting with, and and so that's you know that's so much of that experience is just who you're there with and enjoying it with. Well, about the time this thing comes out, this particular campfire, I think turkey season is going to be going on. <laughs> what, are, have you got any turkey hunts planned this year? I don't have anything set in stone, but uh, and and with my trip to Spain, I'm going to eat up a lot of my. Uh, uh, time away with with that, but when I get back, maybe you and I could sneak up. I've got a couple places in southeast Kansas. Maybe you and I could sneak up, and there may be a place not that far west to here. Too. Okay, well, we can, <laughs> I, I would I would be up for that. And our I bag do. limits in Texas are fairly liberal. They're very and generous. Our seasons are fairly liberal as well, too. So. We'll, we'll, before you leave, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I would, I would very much enjoy that. I enjoy spring in the woods, and uh, it's an, an, not a better time to be out there, as far as I'm concerned. And it, and it helps bridge that gap too between uh, between now and uh, and August, September, when we can get back out in the field. Well, and our turkeys here seem to taste pretty darn good. <laughs> it, it's been a while since I've killed a spring turkey. I've, I've called turkeys for people during the spring, but I think this year I'm going to go back. Again, living in Texas, I think we can shoot turkeys with anything except for a blowgun. Uh, so that means I can take my Taurus pistol and, there you and, go. and a forty-four mag. And to me, the joy in turkey hunting comes in of calling them as close as you can. So with the shotguns we have these days, with ammos we have, with the chokes that we have, you know, people are killing turkeys out to about 75 yards. Mm-hmm. Well... That to me is, is really stretching it when it comes to turkey hunting. I, I love to get them in there. That if I can get one in twelve yards or maybe out to twenty, that's turkey hunting. And if they're if they're thundering away, gobbling oh. away at, at ten or fifteen yards, if your hair doesn't stand up on the back of your neck, I think you got something wrong with you. Absolutely, because that is an incredible experience in the woods. Absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll see if we can't get together about time before you leave or after you come back. Because again, like I said, we've got. Uh, we got a fairly liberal turkey season in Texas and hit out and maybe even see if we can find an old hog. And, you know, some of us like to fish a little bit as well. Yeah. And there's yeah. some fishing to head. And, and that, that said, DSC members are all the above that we've talked about. Quail hunters, bird hunters, talking about doves, ducks, geese. Chachalacas probably down farther <laughs> south. Anybody knows what those are. But uh, 
you know, we welcome you regardless of whether you have aspirations of being a safari hunter. You know, safari, it just simply means a journey, a special it. journey. It has That's nothing it. to do with anything else. I looked it up very recently. Tim Fallon and I were in a discussion about what safari meant. And I said, Tim, it's, it's a journey. Yep. And it, so we looked it up. Sure enough, Mr. Webster kind of agreed with me and we wrote his little yep. dictionary years ago. And, uh, so it is. It, we welcome hunters, fishermen, and even if you don't hunt and fish and you want to truly support wildlife, we we very much welcome you as, as a member of this. Absolutely. That that safari is it is a journey. It's an adventure, and it and it knows no bounds. It's, it knows no bounds. It's whether you're whether you're right here in Texas or throughout North America or around the world. You know, enjoy that safari wherever that happens to take you. Amen. And I'll tell you what, I think right there we'll we'll shut down the campfire for the time being. We'll get together here probably in another two weeks. And certainly when you get back, or, but hopefully on uh, uh, sitting around listening to a turkey gobble off the distance, you know, and, and uh, doing it that way. We'll so, see if we can fool that old Tom and bring him in. We'll do our best. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much for being you, with Larry. us today. And thank you so much for everything you do for DSC and the DSC Foundation. Folks, join us right back here next week, right here around the DSC campfires, and uh, we'll try to find another tale or two that we can tell and find another special guest that we can visit with. Thank y'all for being with us. Thanks for joining us around the campfire. To leave a comment or suggestion for an upcoming episode, go to Instagram at Larry Wysoon Outdoors. Please join me right here next week for another DSC's Campfires. DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon has also been brought to you by The Crown Bar in LaGrange, Texas, H3 Whitetail Solutions, Remington, Texas Wildlife Association, TRHP Outdoors. miss thursdays with saltwater experience brought to you by golden boat lifts every thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment fun to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish this is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here from the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters enjoy the best fishing panama city beach has to offer during chasing the sun sundays at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment